All right. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm doing well. I've actually had a very nice week. Um, oh, nice. I mean, it is only Tuesday, but I'm glad it's been a good two days. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say like the past seven days have been really nice okay. up until now. Like from last Tuesday to this Tuesday, I've done a lot of things. Very nice. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely adore it, to be honest. What it's about amazing. You? Um, I've had better times, oh. but, you know, I've had worse. So here we are right right in the middle. <laughs> life is life, and you got to just go with the flow sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that did happen to me in the last seven days of my life was I watched Velocipaster. Oh, Velocipaster. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how people find these things, um, no. specifically these movies. Like, how far into Amazon Prime do you have to be in order to find Velocipaster? Because even when I, like, searched the title of the movie, uh, or, like, dinosaur movie in the search part of Amazon, I didn't find it. Oh, it took you a long time to find Yes. It came up like right away from me. I typed in like V E L and it was like Velocipaster. It just like knew I wanted yeah. the crazy. I think I, I think I started with uh searching dinosaur movie, which is why where oh. I went wrong. Yeah, where probably. Where did I go wrong? There. <laughs> Apparently there's a lot of there's a lot of dinosaur movies. Apparently so. Enlighten me. What else did you see? Uh mostly things for children. Oh, fair enough. Like animated dinosaurs that like teach yeah. you how to read or something. Or like a land before time and things like I that. I know that I saw land before time. Mm. Eh. Eh. Anyway, <laughs> did you watch dinosaur <laughs> movies as a kid? I feel like I was in the room when a land before time played at some point, but I, d- I, I wasn't like a dinosaur connoisseur, mm. I will gotcha. say. I was not. I, I, I had plenty of other things going on (laughs) yeah i think around the time when we were like really little there was one of the jurassic park movies came out and the Mm. only dinosaur toy i remember having was this like dinosaur hand puppet from jurassic park that i would play with in the bathtub because it was like rubber and i remember it being really horrifying and then it kind of like it like disintegrated over time it was gross. <laughs> I can't tell if this is like a positive or a negative memory that you're really looking back either. on. <laughs> you're like, oh, I had this little toy. It was so fun. It was kind of terrifying. Yeah. Oh. It was very realistic. It was a realistic looking dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. I had, I think I used to wear a dinosaur costume though when I was a child. Oh. When I was like really, really little, there was like a dinosaur costume I used to wear. My sister will fact check me on that. Um, Hello, Hannah. This is your <laughs> official shout out since you were very upset that I had not said anything about you so far. Aww. This is me shouting you out and asking to verify that it was a dinosaur costume that I believe I used to wear as a child. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't like super into them, but I guess I liked them enough to cosplay as one for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I'm trying to think like what else? What was I? I don't know, but you bring up the, uh, um, oh, what was the franchise that you were just talking about? Jurassic like, Park. The, yeah, Jurassic Park, <laughs> you know, the one. Um, uh, you know, the new version with Mr. Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. I just Jurassic have a, World? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I spent my morning watching the new docu-series about the Hillsong Church, and that was like his church that he used to go to, so I was just... Oh. I don't know, mental connection that I that I that I made I completely un- useless information, but isn't that also the church that Justin Bieber went to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where did you watch that? Because I want to watch it. Discovery Plus. Oh, Discovery I, Plus. I don't think I have that. I can get you in. Okay. I can get you in. Thanks. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Hillsong. They're the ones that spirit lead me where my those. That's them. Like Hillsong United. Hillsong United. Whoa. That is their bands. Yeah. That is how. Ooh. I've heard of that. It's a big deal. It started in Australia. Wow. Yeah. Does this have anything to do with Velocipaster? No. But kind of. Kind of. <laughs> like, as soon as I said that, I was like, wait, kind of a little bit. It's got, it's got the connection to Chris 
Pratt and religion. Mm-hmm. <gasps> How is it connected to Chris Pratt? Because Chris Pratt was one of Dinosaurs. the celebrities. Yeah, and he was in Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the celebrities that went to, uh, he went there before yeah. it was defamed. Because it was like, yes. yeah, lots yeah. of things have happened. They've been very exposed recently. Okay. And this docuseries is doing some of it. But yeah, crazy stuff. But Velocipastor itself is crazy enough. So we can That's dive on true. into that. <laughs> uh, and the, um, you know, the description of the movie is also crazy and doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't exactly match up. Oh, fair enough. So fair. the... Um, the synopsis that I'm seeing on Google is after losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. Although he is horrified by the the new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime. <laughs> Has 5.1 out of 10 from IMDb and 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Can you believe? Can you even believe that it's rated that high? 60%? I think it's a joke. See, the thing about it is like <laughs> this whole movie, I can't tell if it's a joke or not. And it's the same with the reviews. I feel like it fully is a joke. I feel like I'm being fooled, bamboozled. It it's it really walks the line of like, were they trying to make this good and it's just bad? Or did they mean to make it a joke? Because like half the time you can tell some of the stuff that's like, oh my goodness, bless you. <laughs> my charger just fell behind <laughs> me. Um... Yeah, it was like half the time I couldn't tell if it was serious or a joke, but I think I've just kind of decided that it's a joke. I hope so. And I feel it's like and I feel like the joke of it all is the thing that people love about it is that like cuz I was uh, my brain was trying to make comparisons to Bakery in Brooklyn constantly cuz these are the two worst movies we've seen mm-hmm. by far. But I think the thing with this movie is I feel like they were kind of leaning into how bad it was at some points and they weren't taking themselves as seriously whereas like Bakery in Brooklyn was just horribly made, horribly written, but they thought they were Very doing something. Serious. Yeah, the fact that they were serious made it more painful. And also the fact that this movie was just a quick one hour, I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. I really, really appreciated it. Yeah, it was nice, short and sweet. It's sweet, I don't know, but it was short. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, the budget was $35,000. And I had to do a little bit more digging into it just because, I mean, that's obviously like the lowest budget by many millions of dollars. Was it a state-funded grant? I don't know that it was a state funded grant. It, I don't know. I from the again, very minimal, but little bit of research that I did. It was basically it was I, I believe it was made in 2010, mm-hmm. but it took until 2017 for them to get the funding for it to be released. And then like in 2018, it just went to like a select few um, like uh, what 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 are they called like, like a film festival oh. like a few film festivals like I think it first was released in Portland which who's shocked <laughs> um but then yeah it eventually went to streaming services I think like 2019 then and then weirdly people have like caught on to it and love it for whatever reason yeah because they're making a second one yeah they're making a second, a second one. I already told one. you this a few days ago but they're making a second one I can't I really can't believe it. I mean, it took them 12 years, but... Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, like, it, the premise is already strange enough. Like, the oh, title, Velocipastor, e- it's exactly what you would think. It's a pastor that becomes a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Who thinks about that? Uh, I don't. I don't know. But it did win an award once. I also found this out. At the South African Horror Fest of 2019, it won the Far Out Feature Film Award, and it was nominated for two awards at the Genre Blast Film Festival for Best Screenplay and Best Actor, but sadly didn't get those two. Dang. They're one for three, but they have won an award. (laughs) (laughs) They have won an award. All right. At this point, I suppose we should dive into uh, what actually happens during this movie. I guess. Uh, Well, first of all, I mean, it starts off with a screen that says rated X by a Christian jury. Mm -hmm. So there was that. 
I couldn't tell if that was a joke also. Who knows? Who really knows? This this movie is just constantly me feeling like I was in a fever dream and questioning reality. I still can't tell if it's pro-Christian or not. And I don't know that I'll ever get an answer. I don't know either. I don't know. Pro-Catholic? There was like a, there was like a, what's it called when you say I'm sorry to the guy in the box? (laughs) (laughs) Confessional? (laughs) When you say I'm sorry. I didn't go to real church. Oh, Taya. I didn't that... have any pews. Oh. It was in the auditorium of my elementary school. Oh, Taya. It was come a hipster on. church. We didn't do that. Oh, come on. Yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's Catholic. I yeah. think that's a Catholic thing because I, I went to like Lutheran churches growing up and I was not confessing my sins mm-hmm. to anybody there. Um, But yeah, it, uh, yeah. But it starts off with the main character, Doug. First of all, this man's name is Doug. <laughs> they couldn't have done any better. They couldn't think of a single other name. No. Doug is the name of our... Uh... Oh, you'll get there. <laughs> Pastor? No! <laughs> the um, uh, Like the character that you're supposed to root for. Protagonist? Protagonist. <laughs> but like, is he a protagonist? Who knows? Like, I don't know. I wasn't rooting for him. He's a man. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it was very much a movie where I was constantly just like, am I supposed to care about this man? Because I really don't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, they, they do not set up you to really care about him. But it starts off with him clearly preaching to absolutely nobody. They oh didn't God. spend an, a single cent on extras I for this movie. Love the beginning of the movie so really? much. Yes, I do. Because it's so funny. <sighs> I mean, it was really fun. It did get me giggling pretty quickly. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be a steaming pile of garbage, but it, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> because it's filmed like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, it is. <laughs> it really is. It's like all handheld. And oh. there's like minimal editing minimal like editing you grading. know there's no extras <laughs> there's no one else in the room like he's supposedly like oh he's he's preaching to people but they didn't even try to like have in like sound effects to make it seem like there's people in the church like it's mm-hmm. clearly empty yeah but so yeah so he's in the middle of a sermon but finishes it out it's like right at the end of his little sermon or whatever the heck and as soon as he's done you see him walking outside of the church waving to absolutely nobody because there was clearly no patrons in this church but his parents are across the street and waving hello but then disaster strikes and his parents' car explodes out of nowhere. VFX car on fire. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, though, is like we hear that the car explodes and we see via text Nothing. on the screen VFX. What, what did it specifically car say? Car yeah. on fire. Yeah, car on fire. <laughs> the parents, there's literally, but it's hilarious because it pans back over to where the parents were. And the it's literally just here. a sunny day, empty street. The car's just gone. The parents in the car just aren't there anymore. Just text. Oh, my God. And they picked, like, a really good font, too. They did. Like, they spent time thinking about what font it was going to be. This is why I feel like it, it has to be a joke of a film. Like, th- there's no way that they had stuff like this and it wasn't just fully on purpose. I think they need that. They needed that extra $5,000. Yeah. To go to make it an even 40000 Oh, God. So they could add a burning car on oh. fire for two seconds of the movie but also this clip was the clip that we saw on tiktok that convinced us to watch it that's true so i mean they kind of got us yeah with this it was pretty good it was pretty twilighty now that i think about it the whole movie was yeah twilighty yeah yeah twilight if it had a one fifteenth of the budget yeah <laughs> that it had my next question was was this a gofundme who knows? I still want to know where the money came from. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not totally sure, but uh, it came from somewhere, and apparently <laughs> they found enough to get a second one going. But uh, yeah, his parents have exploded in this VFX car on fire, um, and then it immediately just cuts back to Doug inside the church with who uh, another one of the main characters named Father Stewart. Mm-hmm. He's basically just the only other person that works in the church, and he's just constantly with Doug. 
it's just so funny because like Doug over here two seconds ago was crying at the nothingness that was happening across the street and then they just cut back to them inside the church and the first thing Father Stewart says to him is just so your parents are dead Doug that's mm-hmm. what they do mm-hmm. I'm like ah, mm-hmm. I think parents do a few things in between birthing you and just dying <laughs> but yeah it just it cuts to him you know kind of consoling him Doug's crying trying to figure out what to do there's a very artistically artistic um scene that's like their faces are on the sides yes. of the screen yes. while the, it's like the it's original hilarious. clip of them talking is still in the middle so yeah I, I but during this time, Doug's like, what do I do? And Father Stewart advises him, travel. Go somewhere that God will not follow. And apparently, the place that God doesn't follow is China. China. <laughs> I was like, what do you the mean? The Chinese forest. <laughs> the Chinese forest, which is clearly the forest they use throughout the movie, like, mm-hmm. while not being in China. Yeah. Um, it literally, what I compared it to and why it just, it was so funny to me. I don't know if you made this mental connection, but I did. Um, the river bar by our high school and like the trees over in that area. That's mm-hmm. what that whole entire, like any time they were by or like supposed to be in the woods. All I could think of is just like times when we were in high school where it was like, we're having class outside and we'd like go to the hill yeah. over there. It just looked like that to me. Yeah. Or like when you take film class at our high school, yep. all they all take place there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looked like all of the films that had ever been made by any high school are from our high school. Yes. And that's all I could it think about the whole time. specific area. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, China. Yeah. Or Minneapolis. <laughs> is this culturally insensitive? Probably very much so. It really has to. First of all, the whole like God will not follow. And then, oh, okay, China. China. What was that? First of all. But then, yeah. Um, where even, where is the China part? Um, I oh. think they should have used part of their $35,000 to buy a study cam Because it seemed like a oh lot of this God. movie was very much actually handheld. Oh, because I said, why does the camera move so much? Uh, yeah. Well, and the, my other question, one, there were there was one last thing that happened between him going to China and him talking to Father Stewart. It was just the opening, um, you know, opening credits or whatever. But I just thought it was really funny because it was this like intense scene of just him driving in a car. Yes. But the lighting was so bad because yeah. inside the car, it was basically pitch black. He looked like he was in a tunnel at nighttime. Mm-hmm. But then on the outside, like the green mm-hmm. screens that they had behind him, it was supposed to be like midday in the middle of a vat. I was like, um, those don't add up. Mm-hmm. You can't both be in pitch black darkness inside your car, but also have it be noon. <laughs> there were some artistic choices that were made that probably shouldn't have been made in this movie. Oh my God, so many of them. Um, but yeah, then he goes to China and he's just wandering through the woods. But then um, basically a woman runs by and gets shot with a bow and arrow mm-hmm. and like collapses in his arms and hands him this what looks to be dinosaur tooth or something of the like and says something about like you know like get rid of it or they'll follow you forever and he was like huh and then it cuts into his hand and he feels this change. But nothing, he, does, he doesn't turn into a Velocipastor just yet. <laughs> um, but, he, you know, he gets sliced by this mysterious rock of sorts. And some ninjas appear out of nowhere. You got to get, like, all of this is so culturally insensitive. Mm-hmm. But these ninjas pop out of nowhere and he just kind of runs away. But then he wakes up in a sweat and he's back at the church so I guess, like, I thought more of the movie was going to be him in China, but it literally was like five minutes. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he just wakes back up and Father Stewart's there and he's like, oh, you had another one of the dreams about your time out east, huh? <laughs> I don't understand oh. any of this movie. And No. The, this is like all I understand or all I remember from watching it, too. Oh, yeah. There's there's some parts like in the final third of it that I will not be able to explain because I there are a few characters that I thought were the same person, but apparently they weren't. Were I thought Adam, Adam Lambert, the Adam Lambert looking guy. I thought that was also his war buddy, but apparently it wasn't. I thought that was supposed to be the same person. Yeah, but well, we'll get to Adam Lambert <laughs> here in a minute. 
but yeah, Doug wakes up and he's all sweaty and freaking out because he's remembering all of this stuff. Then my next note was just Father Stewart says some racially charged things about how Eastern his experience was because, you know, you didn't really mm-hmm. go to China if you didn't turn into a velocipaster, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, there's uh, this is the first of many scenes where Doug just kind of stumbles around outdoors. <laughs> he does a lot of just like stumbling, mm-hmm. running. Um as he stumble runs outside of the church, we are introduced to uh, is her her name's Carol. Yeah, Doug the hooker's and Carol. name is Carol. Doug and Carol. Doug there and they Carol. are going to church again, <laughs> roaming the streets. Just of all, they gave them such like old people names. Yeah, it's so funny to me. Yeah, Doug and Carol. But yeah, he, while he stumble running because he just feels something weird in his body because oh he got you know sliced by this magic rock. We we meet Carol because, again, he just happens to run into her. But then the camera stops following our main character for seemingly no reason, but it's to introduce us to who Carol is. And Carol is going to visit her pimp, uh, whose name is Frankie Mermaid. Um, <laughs> and when she... <laughs> when she first gets to Frankie Mermaid, she said, and I quote, I'm lit up right now and hot to trap. Where do you want me tonight, daddy-o? Yeah. That's what she says to her Real boss. Real cool talk. Yeah. And then Frankie, for whatever reason, I think just to show that he's a bad guy, like slaps her and says, why do they call me Frankie Mermaid? And her answer is, <laughs> because you're swimming in bitches. Oh, God. That's why his name is Frankie Mermaid. Uh, Pardon my French, but that is the direct quote. (laughs) (laughs) That is the direct quote is that. Yeah. That is why his name is Frankie Mermaid. And uh, I guess it's just to introduce he's the pimp. She's the hooker. Um, But then we cut to nighttime instantly. And our protagonist, Doug, is still stumbling. Yeah. Somehow. He looks like a Peanuts character. Like, you know, the way that they, like, run at, like, a 90 degree angle. Like, that's him throughout this whole movie. Yeah. And also his hair is just perfect the entire time. It's they put a lot of effort into his hair. A lot of gel went into this. Thirty thousand dollars of the production went into Doug's hair. And um, yeah, it's nighttime. He's still stumbling. And he's again, definitely in the same woods that China supposedly was in. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But now he's just in the park nearby, I guess. And then we see Carol, Carol, you know, out and about, ready to do her evening duties in the park. Um, but then a man tries to basically jump her. She's fighting back, all yada yada. And this is the first instance where Doug turns into the Velocipaster. Mm-hmm. He's he so is, mad. Oh, he's so mad. He's so mad. He <laughs> was so mad, he became a Velociraptor. I think he was more of a T-Rex. He, he was a, a velociraptor. He was like a like. teacup T Rex, though. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like some uh, velociraptor. He didn't have a long tail like a velociraptor. Yeah, I think they maybe he did kind of look like one. Oh God! The, when you search velociraptor, it shows you all the ones because you know how there's <laughs> this recent theory where they said that dinosaurs probably had hair. Oh my gosh! So it's I just have, like wait what? A bunch of velociraptors with, like, 80s mullets. (laughs) I hadn't heard that recent update in dinosaur news. There's something about fossils that suggests, or, like, the climate that they were in or something that suggests that um, dinosaurs weren't scaly, that they had fur instead. (gasps) Or even feathers sometimes. This velociraptor looks like a lemur. That is such a strange thought. Isn't it? You know, so you now grow there's... up seeing one thing, and then you find out a new thing when you're 23. Yeah, oddly enough, I prefer them without hair. I believe I would as well. Oh, there's Chris Pratt. Oh, not Chris Pratt. I need to stop looking at these. They're getting real freaky looking. Yeah, I bet they are. I, I can believe it. But uh, yeah, this is his first moment where he becomes a velociraptor. Um, and then we wake up the next day. Well, he wakes up the next day. I do not. It was only a dream. Uh, well it's another like he thinks it's a dream but he wakes up inside Carol's apartment who Mm -hmm. to him is a perfect stranger Mm -hmm. who to me I believe is the fourth Hyam sister because oh my (laughs) goodness 
She looks so much like SD Hyam. Did you ever make that connection? I didn't, but I didn't really look at her too much. <laughs> you just weren't looking at the movie in general. She's kinda... in like every scene. <laughs> yeah, it's the one time when I don't look at the lady of the movie. <laughs> oh, gosh. You were just so, you were bewildered by Doug's hair and you just wanted to know how you could recreate it for yourself. I think it was just really, um, I was preoccupied with looking at how many times the boom mic drops into the scene. <laughs> See, I didn't notice that part, but I believe it. I believe it, it wholeheartedly. A few times. There I, were a couple lights. Oh, I believe it. I believe it so easily. <laughs> I, I, you could tell me that. Oh, I mean, if in like a multi-million-dollar TV show, like um, what was that? Ah. Game that, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. If they can forget a Starbucks cup every now and then, yeah, they there's a boom mic in uh-huh. this movie many times over. <laughs> there were quite a few. Oh, but yeah, he wakes up in the in her apartment, and uh, but he's fully nude because this man ripped out of his clothes. Nude. I love how into- he had to like. Um, pull the sheet up to realize that he was naked yeah he couldn't just feel it he wasn't aware of it until then (laughs) um but yeah he wakes up in this apartment and there's this random woman there and she you know introduces herself and and tries to convince him like oh my goodness you have such an incredible power and you saved my life you should just kill more people you should just do it just kill more people and he of course is like that is literally crazy um this part is very dramatic. Did you notice also that the they didn't balance the sound correctly? So this part of the movie is extremely quiet. Oh, was compared it? Compared to the rest of the movie or some other spots. Oh, I, fair enough. I, it probably was. It was very quiet. Like, I almost couldn't hear it at the volume I was watching it on. Oh, God. Yeah. I, what I made a note of during this scene, well... First of all, whenever he greets a new person, he always says, hello, my child. And I hate that. Yeah. I know it's like from his pastoral background, but ill. It's like instead of saying goodbye, you say peace be with you. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I absolutely. First of all, you're naked in her bed and you're just like, hello, my child. Hello. No, oh, y'all have God. met. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, he also thinks that they had slept together, but whatever. I don't even care to explain that. But uh, one of the notes I made just for like more specific, you're talking about like the audio balancing. Mm -hmm. I just noticed there's so many zooms that happen in this movie. Like during this scene alone, where first of all, he's like figuring out what happened last night. He's introducing himself to Carol and Carol's basically saying, become a murderer. Um, there's so many moments where he like turns to the camera and it just zooms in on his face. And I was like, (laughs) all right, you know, you don't need to do it every two minutes. We (laughs) can put together that he's realizing things without you doing a dramatic zoom to make us realize he's realizing things. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, at first Carol is not able to convince Doug. um, and, And Doug also just doesn't believe that it happened until Carol and Doug go back to the park to see the rotting corpse of the man he killed the night before. Um, And of course, you know, he ripped through his clothes and Mm -hmm. had to borrow some clothes from Carol and he decided to wear a bright orange uh, skin tight. I thought that was real funny. Yeah. He was like Velma. Yeah. He had to to borrow some clothes and apparently the best thing that he could find was a skin tight uh, pencil dress bright orange and they're in the park and he's basically yelling like oh this can't be real this can't be true you must be lying i can't kill people i'm a man of god and this is like his attitude for the like half of the movie yeah and i so i i was like dude you believe in god how how did how how do you not believe that you could turn into a dinosaur well because he doesn't believe that dinosaurs ever existed that was one of the things that he said because as a christian dinosaurs didn't exist i guess adam and eve existed not dinosaurs not believe dinosaurs didn't exist some people that are like really religious don't believe that they they they, they, or like how they don't believe some people don't believe in evolution no i knew that yeah i didn't know that people didn't believe in dinosaurs some people skip right over the dinos interesting Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm because i think like some of like dinosaur theory requires you to believe in evolution as well. Mm. I think, I think they're kind of connected, but also (laughs) throughout this thing, you know, he's, he's, he's struggling to believe that he turned into a dinosaur for, you know, obvious reasons that doesn't happen. 
ever. Um, but as soon as he's, uh, you know, he's struggling to believe it. But as soon as she mentions that she's a hooker, he immediately runs. <laughs> he was like, you know what? Dinosaurs are one thing, but you being a hooker, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, but she said this prime quote, she said, well, but I, I'm also pre-med and pre-law, but people aren't as surprised by that one. So there's just a few other times throughout the movie where she brings up that she's a law student, a, um, basically a future doctor, lawyer, hooker, she calls herself at some other point in the movie. And I was just like, that was, that was a lot of effort to try to get a single laugh. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like you could have just been pre-law. You didn't Mm -hmm. have to be pre-law, pre-med, whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, he, uh, oh yeah, because she made it, she makes a joke right away saying that there's a surprisingly low demand for hooker doctor lawyers um, at some point during this scene. <laughs> Who knows the context? Who knows the context of any of this movie? Um, but then, yeah, Doug runs away yet again, peanuts style, runs back <laughs> to the church to uh, see Father Stewart um, and also just to, you know, go back home. Um, and, uh, Doug then is, you know, just trying to get back to his regular life. And oh, your your computer is ready to absolutely <laughs> I don't take off. <laughs> My computer is literally just showing me Chrome and I have everything else not running right now and it really just is desperately trying to blast off literally both of our comp- both of our microphones are plugged into my computer and mine's making no <laughs> mine noise panicking <laughs> having a moment. i just i don't know what i quit adobe creative cloud i quit everything else and it's still my battery is draining and i don't know what to do about it but we can keep going okay <laughs> um but yeah he runs back to the church to fulfill his pastoral duties and he jumps into the uh confessional booth mm-hmm um, what did you call it before? I'm sorry. The, I'm so- he, she, he jumps into the I'm sorry booth. And who other than Frankie Mermaid, Frankie Mermaid gets into the other side of the I'm sorry booth mm-hmm. and basically admits to, oh, well, what haven't I done? I, I'm a pimp. I murder people. I killed a baby a month ago. Like, he goes through mm-hmm. all of these things. He's just a horrible person. But also, while in the booth, he fully admits to murdering <gasps> Doug's parents. Setting the VFX car on fire. <laughs> yeah. He set the VFX on fire. He did it. He yeah. set. He did it. I feel like this is the turning point in the movie, and I don't remember anything else after this. Fair enough. It, it gets jumbly because at, at the beginning it of it, it's so jumbly. There's like ninjas that pop out. Bro, that's the thing is at the beginning of the movie, like it's weird, but you can follow what's happening. But the second half of the movie, they're really pulling things out of thin air. They got really into wardrobe for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like the wardrobe designer did not know what movie they were doing. But then there's also plenty of wardrobe, like during the Vietnam flashbacks for Father Stewart, there are people just in vans, tennis shoes, and jeans yeah. while in war. <laughs> there's a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, as soon as Doug finds this out, his hands turn into claws and he immediately murders Frankie mermaid mermaid <laughs> i almost called him frankie valentine um he, he murders frankie mermaid, mermaid. <laughs> um and uh that for him is the turning point he goes back to carol's apartment and he's like i'm in i'm ready to murder people i found out this guy murdered my parents and i murdered him and i'm ready to murder everyone else <laughs> is uh basically what happens at that point there's a whole montage of Carol and Doug becoming besties, you know, mm-hmm. hanging out. Where they have like this weird 70s fashion montage of them yeah. um, roaming about the town. And then after yeah. that, Doug goes back to Pastor Stewart, or is that his name? Father Stewart. Father Stewart. And he's like, I think, I think I want to <laughs> be naked with this woman. He, Do you remember this part? He, he says that? No, he didn't say that. I thought it was just that, like, Father Stewart, like, calls him out just being like, I, I, I see you with that girl yeah. all the time. You better stray away from sin. That's a woman. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's just, like, generally, like, 
concerned about Doug. I thought he made a gay joke about uh, pastors and men in the church. Oh. I mean, maybe. Because he was, like, talking about celibacy, and he was like, you know, a lot of men in here. (laughs) And then he just cut himself off. And I think he was hinting at a gay joke, which made me think that maybe this isn't a Christian movie. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) Oh, it's not legitimately Christian at all. But, um, yeah, Doug and Stuart have this conversation where basically Stuart's like, you know, you seem different these days. You're not around as much. I see you with a woman. And Doug was also reading a book called Crime. Mm-hmm. Two, when mm-hmm. Stuart walked in, which, oh, how dare you? Um, and then Doug finally admits to the fact um, that he is a velociraptor that kills people <laughs> and tries to use Bible quotes to uh-huh. say that it's okay that I'm murdering people. Which is hilarious. Because, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, just prime cherry picking to back up your argument. I love it. Oh, God. It's so realistic. Yeah. But then, of course, Father Stewart's like, uh-uh, you need to get an exorcism. Yeah. Immediately, <laughs> you need a exorcism. Exorcism time. Um, so he locks Doug in the room in the church where they had been talking and we get this like flashback to Doug with his parents. I don't honestly know what the point of it was. All I know is there was like, uh, I don't think it really was that important. It really was just a flashback to him growing up and his parents, but I just thought it was really funny. Um, one of his flashback memories was like being dropped off at college and his parents were like, we'll pick you up after priest college. I was like, Mm -hmm. that's another one of those sentences. That's like, it is in English, but who the hell (laughs) would ever say a sentence like this in a seminary, something like that. But it was just funny. They were just like priest college. They were like, they, we will not Google a single thing. Yeah. (laughs) If if we don't know the word we're making up, making it up as we go, going off script, baby. Yeah. Maybe it was in the script. Just doing what we're told. Maybe it was just the comedic genius of the father. That could also you be. You know, yeah. he was going off book and they said, you know what? That montage when they're eating ice cream together. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. It was so odd. It, is, it was all odd. Just so, <laughs> so he's having the, he's just having these flashbacks to his parents while he's waiting for his exorcism. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carol's outside waiting for him because she was used to them hanging out, but he doesn't come out. Um, and then um, Stuart comes back, lets him know that, hey, the usual exorcism people, not available tonight. So we're going to go to my buddy's basement and he's going to give you a nice little exorcism. And this man's name is... Alitair or something mm-hmm. um and uh this is the man that we were referring to before as adam lambert because wow oh wow does this man have some eyeliner and he just he Purple looks like vibes. adam lambert he yeah. looks like adam lambert indigo vibes oh yeah um i love adam lambert oh he's a great time my mom loves him too (laughs) now that he uh performs with queen and everything oh she loves them um but yeah and the thing is is yeah it's just this man who has like a, a, a basement and tarot cards and um candles mm-hmm they never really explain what he does or who he is, but then uh, Stuart basically thinks to himself, like, wow, I haven't seen Alitair or whatever his name is um, since, since, and then we get his war flashbacks to Vietnam. <laughs> I said, why are we at war? Well, and the thing is, he never even explains, like, oh, I came here after the war. They just show a bunch of war flashbacks of him and his friend Ali. Um, <laughs> And first of all, it is absolutely hilarious. They didn't. They absolutely refused to t- to hire a younger person because Father Stewart is an old man. <laughs> this is an old old man. And the way that they showed that it was a war flashback was he had a blonde wig. This old man just had a blonde wig mm-hmm. with clear Party City Army costumes for all um, for this war flashback, and it's just him and his buddy at war. 
And at one point, they're having this whole heart-to-heart. Stuart and his buddy Ali are having this heart-to-heart about how after the war, Stuart's going to name his first child Ali, his friend that never got shot once in the war. And then Ali immediately gets shot and dies. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stuart's whole thing is like, well, at least I've got my woman back home. I'm so excited to see her. And then... His woman, Adeline, or whatever her name was, gets airdropped onto the battlefield <laughs> and runs over to Stuart and steps on a landmine and explodes. <laughs> At this point in the movie, I was like, I thought there would be more dinosaurs. You would have thought. <laughs> you would have thought. You really, really would have thought. But no, no. <laughs> No. Fake blood must have taken up, again, a decent chunk of this <laughs> production's cost because just in the war scenes alone, this man is just covered in red. Yeah. Just so much fake blood. I mean, it's not believable at all. It also was probably just water with dye in it. But Yeah. I said that this part of the movie reminds me of the series of Fall Out Boy music videos that they made after they came back from their hiatus. Oh, no. <laughs> You're right. You're really right. Save rock and roll. Oh, they tried. <laughs> they gave it their best effort. Um, but yeah, during all the... I mentioned it before, but like during these war flashbacks, there's like... This is like the only time they ever had like any extras. And there were just like two other soldiers that were just like always in the background who literally one of them had khakis on and one of them had jeans on. Yeah. And they're like wearing Vans, tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. It was just... Amazing. Yeah. I don't know if I could do a second one of this, though. Oh, I don't know. It would ha- If we ever did it, it would have to be in a very long time. And it's not even made yet. No. It's not even made yet. They're just saying that, like, there's interest for a second movie. And the main character, Doug, his actor, is willing to come back. <laughs> Which, oh, what a savior he is for that. Mm-hmm. Um, But then it just cuts right back to the exorcism with Adam Lambert. And, again, no connection made between <laughs> how being in Vietnam led to Stuart knowing Al Liter or whatever. And then the exorcism happens. The dinosaur comes out of Doug and Doug runs out and we're not totally sure. He gets in a bit of a combat with father Stuart. And we think that father Stuart is dead for a little bit. And then he just runs out as a dino <laughs> and he is he once again like a potato oh my god he does it is and you can see the head of whoever's wearing the costume on the back it's like those those blow up dinosaurs but it's not even as good like it's it's a, like a really rubbery yeah. looking costume like Did you ever watch that jim henson show dinosaurs it was kind of like that oh no I, I haven't oh there was a jim henson series Probably in the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, my god! That was, like, just oh, a family of dinosaurs. Oh, oh I, I've seen it, like, once. I think one of my, like, babysitters showed it to me once yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, it's real yeah. weird. It was kind of like that. Oh, yeah. It really was. If, but if they were bigger. Mm-hmm. If they were bigger. But, yeah. Um, Doug then is stumbling along once more as a Peanuts character in the park at nighttime. And three, three of three ninjas, which uh, we haven't seen since the very beginning of the movie, are back. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lead ninja is Australian, because um, Doug is wandering around, and the three ninjas come into the park and say, "Crikey, it's the Dragon Warrior!" <laughs> oh, that was bad. Crikey, it's the Dragon Warrior! Oh God. Was that better? Yeah, yeah, that was better. Uh, I'll end it with that one. <laughs> um, and. They then plan to attack Doug, who at this point isn't even a dinosaur. So I don't know how they know that he's a dragon warrior. I don't know what dragon warriors have to do with velocipasters. I don't know how they knew that this random white man in a in a wife beater was. I, none of it adds up. Not mm-hmm. a single ounce of it adds up. But then the, the ninjas try to attack Um and while they're attacking, one of the ninjas is having, like, a flashback to his girlfriend or something. But then I... Th- 
<laughs> I literally have no clue what happens. I think that duck turns into a dinosaur and like beats them up. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to Carol's apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, and they do the do. Oh, they do. But, you know, Doug's all distraught because he thinks that he killed Stuart down in the exorcism basement. Um, and he's freaking out that he doesn't want to hurt people anymore because he accidentally hurt someone he cares about. And then, yeah, they do the do. That's how they fix that problem. It's a very long scene. It's a long scene. And it feels like a 90s music video. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of split screens. And so many split screens. They, a lot of colored light bulbs mm-hmm. were used yes. on all of them. Yes, it was very much a music video. Yeah, it was fully a music video of them tenderly kissing throughout the night um but then it's the next morning and they're waking up together oh my goodness um and then ninjas jump through the window you mm-hmm. know as they do and um doug and carol just fight them off in their undies mm-hmm. um, which carol just whips her taekwondo ninja abilities out of nowhere she just <laughs> kicks all their butts. She's lady of the streets. What can she say? What can she say? Well, and also Doug, as far as we're aware, like is just able to beat people up when he's a dinosaur. But right now he's full human form, just in his tidy whities And he's just kicking butt left and right against these ninjas. Um, and as one of the ninjas is like going unconscious or dying, he says, you don't know who you're messing with and mentions somebody named Father Jones, who literally we never get an explanation for. There is no person named Father Jones. He hands Doug a cross necklace and Doug seems like he realizes something but, like, I have no clue what he realized at all. At first I thought then, oh, like, maybe he meant Father Stewart was, like, behind these ninjas. But that's not even the case. Mm-mm. I literally have no clue what this was about. And I cannot provide any of you an answer. I don't think even going through this whole thing that I could ever explain what this movie is about if somebody asked me. No, it's a full fever And we're dream. going through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and guess what? No idea. Because then we cut back to Father Stewart, who we thought was dead. But I guess all that happened is Doug ripped out his eyeball because he's wearing an eye patch the rest of the movie. So I assume (laughs) that that's because of Doug. And I can't, I don't even know. Father Stewart is with like a bunch of ninjas. And I can't tell if they're, since they use the same forest for both being across the street and china mm-hmm. i can't tell if he's supposed to be in china or not how did he get there what's he doing there there's like this head ninja man and there's this blonde ninja that are just walking him through this academy and basically expose that they've cut off the city supply of cocaine what city are they from who knows um yeah it was hard to tell i didn't really no idea no clue <laughs> But these two ninjas basically explain that we've cut off um, the supply chain of cocaine to your city and we plan on only distributing to people that will come to our ninja school because we don't have enough enrollment and we think you could do the same thing with your church. Just (laughs) make people only, only provide cocaine to people that come to your church and you could really up the numbers in your congregation. And Father Stewart says, no. He won't do it. Um, and then he just like leaves and the conversation's just over. And that's that scene. Like this is the kind of stuff. Oh, oh, also the head ninja, I guess, stabbed him. Forgot about that part. Oh, and it kills him. This is when Father Stewart dies. Oh my God. Yeah, Father Stewart now is dead. He's not dead from Doug. He's dead because he refused to become a cocaine dealer. Yeah. Um, inside his church. I, I also don't know where that idea came from. The cocaine thing. I don't know, and I don't know. All of the things about all of the ninjas made no sense to me at all. Yeah. Like, uh, basically, so, uh, are we at the end of the movie? <laughs> we're getting close. We're getting very close. Um. Because then at this point, um. 
I don't even know how we got to this point, but it's like this final battle. Mm-hmm. I don't. Nary was there an explanation about what a dragon warrior is. Or why they're mm-hmm. fighting. Or why Doug is the dragon warrior or why anyone's fighting. Because the dragon's not a dinosaur. Not at all. Not at all. Um, but it's this final battle between like the ninjas versus Carol and Doug. <laughs> <laughs> And they show up looking like a couple from the 1950s. He's Uh got like his rolled jeans tucked in with his white shirt and his black leather jacket. And I'm telling you, whoever did the wardrobe was really having a great time, but did not know what movie it was. They had no clue what was going on. And honestly, who does? I don't know. But this person definitely has like a vintage resale uh, shop Uh or is like super into Depop. Oh, yeah. I can see it right now. I hope they got good deals on it, though, because all of the everything got covered in blood very quickly. Yes. But uh, basically, during this fight, um, Carol is easily able to fight off. Again, all of these ninjas that apparently have been training for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. She just she just whips them. She gets <laughs> them. But uh, she's in the background kicking ninja butt. Meanwhile, the blonde ninja that I mentioned earlier, we find out is named Sam and is apparently Doug's brother. That was never mentioned ever. And then Doug, Doug is like, Sam is like, do you not remember me? I'm your brother. And Doug then goes, thinks back to the flashbacks that he had earlier. And it was like, oh yeah, there was a brother there. And we like see the same flashbacks, but with like this blonde boy just like popping out of the corners. Um, so of course the brothers fight. Doug ends up turning into his dino form, kills his brother, Carol kicks a lot of butt, but then does get sliced in the chest, and you think it's the end, but just give it a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, and that final boss master of a ninja um, shoots Doug in the leg with an arrow that had an antibody or antigir or anti-poison or whatever, something, to get rid of the dinosaurness in Doug, and he's like, ha-ha, you are no longer the dragon warrior and you can't be a dinosaur anymore and I'm about to kill you. And, uh, but then Doug pulls a full <laughs> 180 on this man and says the anti whatever your potion didn't work on my hands. Mm-hmm. And his hands are still in full velociraptor mode. And he rips the head off of this man with his big old claws, kills him the fight is over, but oh no, Carol got sliced in the boobies, but she he just brings her to a surgeon and her life is saved and all is well. And the movie ends with the two of them just dramatically leaning on, again, like a very 1950s looking sports car and they're wearing their schnazziest clothes and uh, eliminate war to bring world peace. Yeah, she's just like, what are you going to do, sweetie? You've got a bounty on your head. This is so crazy. How are we going to make it? And he's just very, like, Joe Cool, like, well, sweet cheeks, we're going to make it through this together. And they they just kiss, and it's done. What a whirlwind. (laughs) What a whirlwind. I, again... A dino-tastic whirlwind. Like, this movie was bad Mm -hmm. but i still wouldn't say that it was worse than bakery in brooklyn because bakery i didn't have to sit through two hours of a movie first of all yeah bakery in brooklyn was too long yeah if we're talking bad movie on bad movie i think that this was definitely um worse because it was terribly made but it was more of an adventure than bakery in brooklyn it was and it was also just more generally enjoyable because like there would be funny little moments every now and then like the car like vfx car burning or whatever like bad as it is it was kind of basically my thought was because of the stupid it was enjoyable you know in absolutely classic U Hallmark fashion, our microphones had, you know, what I'd call a little bit of a hiccup there. But uh, I'm going to take this time yet again to remind you that we do have social media pages. Um, we are just U Hallmark Pod on both the TikTok and Instagram websites and at the U Hallmark Pod on Twitter. So give us a little follow if you'd like a few extra laughs in between our episodes and uh yeah 
Love you. Thanks for being here as always. I think we're back. Say something? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're good. I don't know why it it needed a second. But yeah, this movie, while bad, knew it was bad, or at least it felt like they knew it was bad. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the fact that they leaned into that every now and then made it the badness funny. Mm -hmm. But Bakery in Brooklyn was just trying to be good and it was bad. This was definitely more confusing at points, but the confusion that I felt was not nearly as aggravating as the amount of time in my life that it took to watch bakery in brooklyn <laughs> what do you rate it Ugh. what do you rate it i'm gonna give it a solid uh six accidental boom mics out of ten are we giving it was six the threshold for rewatching though yeah then i would honestly i'd give it like 5.5 or a five because the thing is like if absolutely needed to, I could rewatch it, but I wouldn't choose to. Like, mm-hmm. if I was already at a party and it was playing, I mean, like, yeah, I'll watch it. But, like, I wouldn't choose to rewatch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, what should I get? What should I make the system out of? Adam Lambert's 5.5 <laughs> Adam Lambert's. I love you, Adam Lambert. Oh, we love you, sir. Um, 5.5 Hyam sisters at a time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It was a <laughs> I'm lot. Sorry, boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry that I watched it, but I'm all, but yeah, I don't know. I'm so down the middle. Like that's why. Like as much as it feels really crazy that they got like a sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, you gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, you know. That's so true. It, it kind of makes some sense. Like it's as wonderful. weirdly bad as it is. It's not the worst thing out there. Mm -hmm. I still don't know that I'd fully recommend it, but if any of you are curious enough, I mean, have fun. (laughs) I wouldn't tell you no. I wouldn't tell you no, but I wouldn't give you a resounding yes. Um, And with that, Grace, what are we watching next? We are watching, yet again, this is another shout out to my sister named Hannah because (laughs) she needs all of the love and praise. (laughs) Um, She was very mad at me. She also let me know. Yeah. Um, in our last episode, we had a, this is completely off topic, but we had an iCarly reference yes. um, about how, um, who was it? What, what was the character? Neville? Yeah, Neville Longbottom. Uh, oh, no, that's from no, Harry Potter. that's Harry Potter. <laughs> that's Harry Potter. Neville. Uh, Neville, whatever his last name is, mm-hmm. um, says the whole thing about using an x-ray to see his brain. Yes. Um Oh no, I'm forgetting what it's called. And now Hannah's going to call me out again. She let me know of a different type of medical device that would be much more suited to see the brain. The only thing that's coming to mind is a mammogram. And I don't Not a mammogram! <laughs> Not a mammogram! I was just talking about mammograms with my girlfriend because she didn't know how they worked. So I was like, you know, you like put, you put your breast on this platform and it squeezes it and spins it around did you know that's how they worked i did i I, saw a video uh, about it oh no (laughs) i have known this for some time my my mother has informed me about this since i was young i was horrified (laughs) oh no um the actual thing was an mri not a mammogram (laughs) hannah my sister has let me know that an mri would make a lot more sense than an x-ray and apparently it is our fault that nickelodeon wrote that incorrectly so deepest apology um mammograms and x-rays alike will not help you see the brain but an mri will Mm -hmm. um but uh it has been requested by my sister, Hannah. You can never tell me I didn't do something for you. Um, but we watch The Notebook. Mm-hmm. You I've, haven't even seen The Notebook. I've never seen it. I didn't have enough straight girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I I had enough straight girlfriends in um, middle and high school that I did see this. I think the first time I saw it, I was in like eighth grade. And so I was like 14. Oh, yeah. And I, I remember I was in my friend's basement and I was just like, oh, my God, that was so moving. And I like cried. Oh <laughs> I was 14. God, I was cried? 14. I was 14. Am I going to cry? I don't, the thing is, I haven't like seen it since I was maybe like 15. Okay. That was probably the last time I saw it. So I don't 
know. I remember like little bits and pieces of it, but I'm not totally certain. Um, Should I not watch it alone? I mean, you could watch it with your girlfriend if it might help you. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, I mean, it is the ultimate straight movie or one of the ultimate straight That's movies. And if we're going to call ourselves the podcast where gay people watch straight movies, mm-hmm. I feel like it's more on brand than Velocipaster. <laughs> yeah, it might be. That turned out to be a love story, though. Yeah, it, there was a straight couple in there, so it, it's not fully off brand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every now and then you need a little something-something to, mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, yeah, next up is ye old classic, hear ye, hear ye, as oh they said at our high school. <laughs> ye old notebook is mm-hmm. up next, Nicholas Sparks, here we come. Yeehaw. And uh, yeah. Ipikaye, bitches. Ye, ye freaking ha. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye.